Hello, FitFam. It's Laura here with episode number two of the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about, are you ready to do a bodybuilding show or a fitness competition? Either one really just depends on what category you're shooting for. So I'm going to be taking you through my list of questions that I think best answer how to figure out if you are truly ready to compete. This is a thing that a lot of people want to do nowadays. Social media has made competing very popular, but it doesn't mean that you are in the right place in your life or the right frame of mind to be doing one. And so how can you kind of figure that out before you spend your hard-earned money and time and energy prepping for something that you may not actually be ready for? So the first way to tell if you are actually ready to do a show is number one, are you financially ready? So are you in a place in your life where you can actually afford to pay for all of the expenses that go into competing in a bodybuilding show? And so for women, let's think through, you know, all the different things you're going to have to order, pay for over the course of your prep. I usually say kind of a back of the envelope rough order of magnitude estimate is you easily need a thousand dollars of disposable income to be able to prep for a show. Uh, For some shows or for some people in particular, if you want to really go all out with getting a coach, um, getting hotels multiple nights, a brand new swimsuit, all these things, you could be actually looking at more like two to three thousand dollars for your first show. And let's break that down. So what goes into that because that sounds like so much money, right? I mean, $1,000, $2,000, how is that even possible? So number one, you're going to have to register for the show. And depending on what federation you're registering with and which show you're doing and which categories, you're going to be paying upwards of $100 per category you enter yourself in. So if you decide to enter yourself in novice, which is typically meant for people who haven't done a show before or they're new to competing, you would do novice. And then there's typically also an open category. So for everybody else, there's another category. And then some federations, they also have what they call masters, which are for people who are usually 35 and above. Um, Sometimes there's 35 and above, 40 and above, 50 and above. It really just depends on the show, on the federation. So if you decide, okay, it's my first show, I'm gonna register for novice, I'm going to register for open and registration is $100 to $150 per category. Immediately, there's two to $300 you're going to pay for. The next thing you're going to pay for is your spray tan. And you 100% need a spray tan to compete in a show. If you want to be taken seriously, you need to do it. So if you do the tanning vendor that is typically at the show, that's going to run you about another hundred dollars and you could have someone do the spray tan separately like maybe you know someone who's going to give you a good price but I have heard some horror stories from bikini competitors about uh, they had someone spray tan them in the morning and then they get some water spilled on themselves or they get a little sweaty their tan gets some imperfections in it and then all of a sudden that person is not available to them especially if the show's out of town to touch them up. They go to the spray tan vendor at the show and try to get a little bit of help 
But if the colors don't match, that vendor is going to charge you the full price to get a spray tan from them just to touch you up if it's not the same color. So I knew someone who had this happen to them. They had to pay the full $100 for a spray tan just to try to get their tan corrected before going out on stage, which is really sucky. So normally I say go with the vendor at the show, but it's going to run you probably at least $80 to $100. So there you go. So right away... We're already at the minimum two to $300 range already. If you only entered in one category, you only got your spray tan, there's $200. Beyond that, as a female, you're going to need a bedazzled swimsuit. This is something you could borrow from someone. Uh, you could buy a used suit, which I actually would somewhat recommend if you're new to competing, if you're not really sure how invested you are in this as a hobby. Buying a used suit or renting a used suit could be an option if you can kind of get over the ick factor, whatever you whatever you will. I mean, people clean their suits, but still, it's a swimsuit. If you can get over that, you could definitely do that for your first show. Suits are very expensive. A brand new suit with full bedazzling can run you anywhere from $500 to $800 to even more if you do, say, a WBFF show where... The girls are very glamorous. The suits are extremely glamorous, like a Victoria's Secret runway show. So it really depends, but either way, you're looking at probably another couple hundred bucks just for that. Beyond all those things that I've talked about, you're also going to need accommodations for travel. Typically, the shows are not necessarily in your backyard unless you live somewhere like L.A., San Diego, Las Vegas, you may have to travel for a show. And so what goes into that are things like airfare, hotels, meals, um, you know, baggage fees, all of that. Uh, Ubers, that's all wrapped up into it. So depending on how many nights you need to stay, where you're traveling to, there are costs associating just with getting yourself physically to the show for the weekend. And beyond that, there's little extras like the heels you're going to wear on stage for women. They do specify that they're a clear heel. So most of us don't just have that in our wardrobe and you need to go online and buy a pair of clear heels. And those are typically things that are only maybe $30 to $40, not crazy expensive, but it's still something you're going to need to buy. Okay, so we've gone through all this basics and then... The last things you're going to have to think about are whether or not you want to hire a coach, which I would, for most people, strongly recommend. Just because they're going to give you direction, they're going to keep you accountable, they're going to help ultimately get you ready for the show. So depending on which coaching service you go with, it could run you anywhere from $100, a few hundred dollars a month. It really just depends on your level of commitment and how much you can afford, and do you want the best of the best premium coaching service, or do you want somebody that's maybe newer in the industry and is going to give you a break? Maybe you've got a family friend or someone you know that coaches competitors, and they would give you a break, but it can vary quite a bit. In the past, I've paid up to $300 a month for coaching, which is a lot, but this is also something that I am highly invested in and I see myself doing this long term so for me it's worth it and I have room in my budget to do that I have the discretionary income to spend my money on that 
as I choose. Okay, so we've talked about being financially ready. So those are all the expenses, but just bigger picture, what does being financially ready mean? I would also encourage you to kind of take a step back in your life and think about overall where are you at? Are you fully employed? Meaning are you um, employed at a full-time job where you have a budget, you have disposable income to make all of these pieces work? Or are you still finishing up a degree? Are you in school? Do you have student loans? Are you working part-time or could you be unemployed, looking for a job? Those are circumstances where I would really encourage you to take a strong and hard look at your life overall and really think about if you can make competing a viable option for yourself financially. Because what I would really discourage is putting a bunch of money into a suit, a coach, you know, uh, heels, booking a flight, and getting a few weeks into your prep and realizing, oh, I can't fully afford this, or now is really not a good time. If I lose my job, if I don't, you know, make enough money this month, I can't, I can't continue to float these expenses. It's probably better just not even to start than to get yourself halfway there, spend a bunch of money, you're going to end up feeling guilty. So being financially ready is sort of the, the fundamental um, thing you want to think about when you're prepping for a show because being financially ready is fundamental to prepping for a show because if you're not financially ready, nothing else is going to work. So this is really a fundamental question to ask yourself when you're considering competing. The second question that you need to answer to figure out if you're ready is, do you have a solid support system? And what that means is, do you have the right people in your life to support you through this taxing journey you're about to take yourself and your body through? Um, Are the people in your life supportive enough to understand what you're going to go through, what you're going to experience? Are they going to lift you up and encourage you and help you get to that finish line or are they going to be angry resentful could they sabotage you from completing this big accomplishment are they going to make you feel guilty so it's a it's really an important question to consider when you think about it And the support system that you have in your life are people like your family, your parents, your siblings, your spouse, um, you know, your friends, a boyfriend or girlfriend, the people you surround yourself with, even your coworkers in some ways that can influence you and, and either hinder and frustrate or help and encourage you get to that, that final show day. So the biggest things that I see and I've personally experienced from time to time competing are that our loved ones don't always understand the motivation and the desire to compete. And when they see you spending lots and lots of time and energy at the gym on your diet, there's a lot of emotions that can be brought up and can be triggered in some ways. For example... It's very common for spouses, boyfriend, girlfriends to feel like they're no longer getting the quality time they deserve with their 
their spouse or their significant other who is prepping for a show. They can feel like you're spending too much time at the gym. You're not spending enough time with me or your focus isn't there. You're not present when you're physically with me because you're so focused on this. And it does get to a point in competing, especially for a bodybuilding show where you're very physically depleted you're hungry, it's hard, it can be hard to think about literally anything else besides being hungry, at least for me, that's how I can get. I can get to a point, especially near the end of a prep, where all I can think about is how hungry I am. And so in some ways, your relationships can suffer. And it's really up to you to number one, make sure that doesn't happen, but to sit down your loved ones, ideally at the beginning of this journey and kind of explain to them why you want to do this, and what you need from them. If you need if you need them to be extra patient with you, you need to let them know that. If you need them to only talk positively about the show and not and not question you or ask you why are you doing this? You know, you seem so exhausted. I don't know where my girlfriend is gone. I don't know where my boyfriend is gone. I just want you back. You need to prep them ahead of time and you need to have that conversation with them and ultimately This is a question you can really only answer for yourself and hopefully you have some wonderful supportive people in your life that regardless of whether they understand the motivation or the desire to do this, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you accomplish your goal. So that's that's the biggest thing to think about is is really take the time, think through the people in your life and think about whether they're going to be supportive and uplifting or whether they could potentially be discouraging even sabotaging at the worst case scenario. I've seen that happen and it's not pleasant. The next thing is, do you have a realistic schedule in mind? So do you have the amount of time, number one, to prep appropriately? Do you have the number of weeks where you can truly focus on this? And then do you also just day to day have the time in your schedule to commit to this? Prepping for a bodybuilding show can require, I would say, up to three hours a day at the gym. You could be doing uh, an hour to an hour and a half of lifting and up to an hour to two hours of cardio per day. Uh, Some women, especially if their bodies are uh, more curvaceous, they tend to gain weight easily, not lose weight easily can end up doing lots and lots and lots of cardio. So you need to take a good hard look at your day-to-day schedule, your work schedule, any personal commitments you have, time with your kids, any of those things. You need to optimize your time, number one, and really take a good hard look and figure out, can I actually make this work? Because again, back to my point with that first question, it's really better to... Be very evaluating and self-critical of where you're at in your life than to spend a bunch of time and money only to realize a few weeks in that you can't actually set out to accomplish what you want to accomplish because of time or money or things like that. For me, um, one strategy I use when I'm getting ready to prep for a show or even an off-season is I spend a little bit of time every single week planning out my calendar. 
I also like to do long-term planning, but what that weekly planning does for me is it really lets me know, okay, these are the times when I can get my cardio sessions in. These are the times when I can get my lifts in. And then here's the time during the week where I'm free, where I'm not at work, I'm not at the gym. I can spend time with friends. I can spend time with loved ones. And at the same time, it helps relax me because I know going into my week, there is no chance that I'm going to miss cardio sessions or I'm going to miss lifts because I didn't have enough time. There's no excuse when you plan out your week. And it just allows you to ultimately optimize your time. So uh, I'm all about that. (laughs) Time management is huge. And I think it, it can make or break a competitor. So just verifying, number one, that you've actually got the time to do this is crucial. Moving on, question number four. What's your mindset? Are you mentally ready to take on a challenge like competing? Are you in a place in your life where you can break yourself down (laughs) in the most extreme way possible? And do you have the mental toughness and right attitude to get through it? And there's a few things that go into this. So number one is sort of just a toughness and a grit that you're going to need to do this. And be really honest with yourself. Do you have that? Are you super motivated to accomplish this? If your reason for doing a show is just, you know, oh, it looks so cool and I get to get on stage in a sparkly bikini and heels and I'm going to get lots of attention That is probably not enough of a motivation to carry you through all the lows and extreme lows that you are going to have on prep. So having the right motivation, number one, is key. Having that toughness. But also one thing that I think is very, very important in your mindset is your attitude towards food. And one thing I have witnessed in many people, and it's definitely not uncommon, is competition prep almost triggering the cycle of binging on food and then either physically purging or trying to correct by doing tons and tons of cardio. So I think having a mindset about food and when you're hungry and you're carb depleted, you're starving all the time, having that mindset that this is temporary, And I chose to take this on. I chose this challenge. This is a challenge I wanted to do for me. Will help reduce some of the temptation. Because there is going to be so much temptation while you're on prep. I cannot even tell you how much temptation there will be. Because you will be starving. And fast food, junk food is everywhere in the US. Like It is freaking everywhere. Uh, At my office alone, we've got chips, candy, cookies pop there's pizza brought in all the time there's donuts brought in once a week and I'm in an open office environment so I'm just watching listening to people just chow down on donuts cheez-its cookies all day long and when you are starving even if you don't normally enjoy those things you are just (laughs) number one a little bit irritable but those foods are just so much more appealing so having the mindset to remind yourself This is temporary. Those cookies, those chips, those donuts, they're all going to be around in a few weeks when I've done my show and I can choose to eat as much or as little of those things as I want. Ultimately, you are in the driver's seat. You are the commander of the ship in your life. 
And so it's up to you to remind yourself that this challenge is temporary. So that kind of hits on mindset. And in some ways, I'm just going to recap. It's number one, having that mental toughness and that grit, having the right motivation, and also just having a healthy, balanced relationship and mental attitude towards food because prep is very challenging you're going to become very food obsessed and just having that little reminder in the back of your head to try to be balanced and to try to remember that this is temporary and you'll be great moving on question number five are you physically ready to take on a competition prep what does that mean are you physically ready isn't the whole point of prep is that you're going to you're going to get ready? Sure, but there is a certain amount of pre-prep you may want to do before entering in a show. If you're a competitive person, if you want to get those trophies. So what does that actually mean? For women and and for men too, but especially for women because I think we tend not to do as much strength training just on our own. I would highly recommend doing maybe a few months or, you know, if you want to go extreme, you know, a few years of consistent strength training before you go in, excuse me, into a competition prep. The reason for strength training before you go into competition prep is that you want to build up some muscle. You want to get familiar with the gym. You want to get comfortable with the lifts. You want to get the form down. But really the biggest thing is you want to build muscle. And for women, this is very, very challenging because we do not have the same amount of testosterone as men. I want to say just, I could totally be reaching here. I want to say we have about one-tenth the testosterone men do. So there's a lot of women and a lot of messaging out there that says, oh, don't lift weights. You're going to get bulky, right? We've heard that. Don't do that. You're going to get bulky, Well, that's not true (laughs) because we don't have the testosterone. It's not like you pick up a weight and all of a sudden you're the Hulk. The only way women can gain weight is by eating more calories than they burn. So ultimately that's diet. Women take a long time to build muscle. It takes a very consistent time and effort to build muscle as a woman And so even just a few months of preparation is going to make the ultimate result on show day that much better. If you can put in a few months or if you've got a lifting background, you're going to look muscular. You're going to look more proportional when you're out on stage as opposed to somebody who's maybe never lifted in their life, in their life, excuse me, somebody who's never lifted in their life. When they diet, somebody who's never lifted is going to just look super skinny and emaciated. And that doesn't look great on stage. Like, yeah, you'll get lean. But um, myself being an ectomorph, being somebody who can eat almost whatever and stay the same size, stay the same dress size, uh, you can end up looking emaciated. So just having that little bit of muscle foundation that comfort in the gym those things are important because you're going to be spending a lot of time there and if you don't feel comfortable in the weight room it's going to be a little bit stressful to do your workouts so spending some time to get familiar get comfortable build some muscle is great and then the last point I want to touch on with being physically ready too is 
the less cardio you are doing to maintain your body weight when you start your prep, the easier you will make the prep for yourself. Because, for example, if you're using cardio as a tool to maintain your body weight and you're doing an hour of cardio six days a week, your coach will recommend that you start out doing 60 minutes of cardio at the beginning of prep because that's what you've been doing to maintain your body weight. And as you continue through the prep, the cardio will only increase. So that's a scenario where you could find yourself doing two hours of cardio a day, which is crazy. That's so much cardio. It's exhausting. It's going to wear your body down. It's going to wear you down mentally. So if you can maintain your body weight on almost no cardio, you're going to go into your prep in a lot better condition to diet because as soon as your coach adds in cardio, you'll start losing weight quickly. You're not going to get as mentally burned out because in the long run, you'll end up doing less by the time you get to show day. So thinking through those things, it's really going to help you a lot when deciding on the timing of starting a prep for a show. All right, we've made it to the last question. Are you ready to figure out if you're ready for a show or not? So the last question is have you done your research? So if you've said yes to all these questions, you're in the right financial position, you've got the support system, you've got time in your schedule, you've got the right mindset, and you are physically ready to prep for a show, what is the last thing that you need to be ready for a show? Okay, so the last thing is have you done your research? So what does that mean? Have you picked out a federation that you want to compete in? Have you picked out the category or categories? Have you picked out the individual show itself? Have you done your research? You know, are there shows close to you that you may not have to travel to? Or are you in a state that doesn't have any bodybuilding shows and you're going to have to travel out of state? You're going to have to book a flight. You're going to have to do a lot of legwork to get there. you got to think through all these things. So you're deciding, okay, I want to do a show maybe this time frame. I've got the money to do it. You've got to figure out which federation you want to do, and there's a bunch of them out there. NPC, or the National Physique Committee, is the biggest one, but some people prefer to do a natural show where they test and they don't let you take certain supplements um, or steroids, for that matter. So doing the research and figuring out what makes the most sense for you and which category you want to compete in, that's another big thing to do to select as well. Um, For women, there's typically bikini, figure, physique, and then there's also fitness. And fitness, they actually perform a fitness routine, so very physically challenging, very demanding. Whereas bikini, figure, physique are more based on the posing, although physique does do a somewhat athletic routine, sort of like the fitness category. Uh, For me, it was very easy to choose Several years ago when I was in grad school, I had dreams of competing. I wasn't in a position in my life at that time where I could financially support it, and I had the time in my schedule to do so. And back then, bikini looked way different than it does now. The girls were not so shredded. Um, They definitely looked very soft. They looked pretty and fit, but they did not look shredded the way they do now. So back then, when I was thinking about competing... I think long-term in my mind, I had that I was going to compete in figure, which is the middle category. So bikini is the smallest, 
figure, sort of middle of the road physique. The women are very athletic, have lots of muscle mass. Um, and so there's a big, there's a big difference you could see just between bikini and, and physique, which are sort of the two ends of the spectrum. Nowadays, bikini girls have gotten ripped. They are crazy shredded and jacked and they look amazing. They look incredible. I think, um, in my mind, I personally think IFBB bikini pros have the best looking physiques of any women out there. And that's why I want to be an IFBB bikini pro. Uh, that's what I'm working towards. But um, bikini has gotten so much more athletic. There's a bigger difference between f- bikini figure. Figure girls have gotten more athletic, more muscle mass as well. And so for me, my body, there's no way that I could compete in figure. I'm just, I do not have the body type, the natural muscle mass. It would be too difficult. I'm at an age where um, (laughs) it's just sort of not an option for me. I just turned 30. Woo-woo. But bikini is a much more appropriate category for me. I'm tall. I'm thin. For me, my challenge is putting on muscle and putting on size. So for me, the smallest and least amount of muscle category makes the most sense for me personally. So it was a very easy decision to figure out. I wanted to do bikini. And I decided I wanted to do NPC because it's the biggest bodybuilding federation. And I'm a competitive person and I just really wanted to go for it. So it made it very straightforward. But there is, there's so much information online and If it seems overwhelming, I would encourage you to reach out to people you may know. Maybe you've got some friends who compete or a trainer you know who competes or even reach out to people on social media. People are very friendly and there's so much information out there if you look for it. So there's there's no end of available shows, federations. There are plenty of options if you're concerned about finding a category, finding an actual location for a show, finding a time of year. There's shows that go on all year round, although I would say the summer is typically the busier time and everything kind of culminates with the Olympia in September, at least on the MPC IFBB side. And typically it seems like people do sort of take the winter as an off season, but that doesn't mean that there aren't still shows in December, January, February. So you can find a show pretty much any time of year pretty much any part of the country. You just got to do your research. All right, guys. So it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday. I got to get up super early tomorrow to do cardio. I got to get up at like 4 a.m. So I got to bounce, but I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this was informative and helped guide your decision or guide your thinking in deciding to prep for a show or not. If you've got questions, hit me up on social media. You want to find out more I'm on um, Instagram, Facebook, all of that as Chic and Sneakers. I've got a website, Chic and Sneakers. And then there's also the website for this podcast, bikinithings.com. So hit me up and have a great week. Bye-bye.